Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hi, with an H-I-G-H. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, Pot Brothers at Law, Blue, and Joe Grande. You know, everybody's gone except for me. I'm here holding it down. If you want to make sure to contact us, you can hit us at 800 420 that's 1-800-420-1980. Call us here at Cannabis Talk 101 anytime. Learn the script and so much more. Follow our Instagram pages at Cannabis Talk 101, at pot underscore brothers, at underscore law. Mark, I'm at Waslaw. My big brother Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue is one Christopher Wright. And big old Joe Grande's at Joe Grande 52. And today, I've got a very, very special guest, friend of the show, the great advocate, activist, veteran, Leo Bridgewater. It is always a pleasure to have you back on the show. And when I heard what's going on out back east, so we got to talk to Leo, get the scoop and find out what's what, because New York legalized, Jersey did, but there's all sorts of issues and problems going on. Leo, what's happening? How you doing? Talk to me. Man, if I was white, I'd be red from blushing, bro. You'd be giving me the best intros for real. You know what I'm saying? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm very uh, happy that when I reached out to you yesterday to jump on this, you were right there, as you always are. Uh, And like I said, I I know there's there's some BS going on. Uh, you know, let's talk about it. What's, what's happening out there and, and what's, what is the negative aspects? Because, you know, I'm on the West Coast and I hear, oh, New York legalized, Jer- Jersey's on their way and I'm feeling good and hopeful. And then I get sprinkled with a bunch of BS about the regulations being held up and all sorts of things. So speak to it. I know you know it all. Well, this, and thanks for having me, man. Um, this is this is what it is, right? Um, for all my all my peoples out on the West Coast and everything like that, 
uh, what you see happening here in New Jersey is pretty much par for the course, especially when you're a state fresh out. It's just been a long time since y'all seen this, you know what I'm saying? And so um, a lot of it has to have to do with the political, uh, the political environment here. You know, uh, New Jersey is, we're, we're having gubernatorial uh, elections. You know, us in, in Virginia are only two having elections. Uh, we're picking not just governor, but we're picking, um, and we want Phil Murphy, uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> we're not just picking governor, but our entire legislative branch of government is uh, up for re-election as well. And given the fact that New Jersey legalized with 67% of the vote through ballot referendum, which is a record, you know, um, it says a couple of things that number one, that cannabis vote is very real. And when you look at the fact that a lot of municipalities did a opt out because they didn't know what the regulations were going to be, you know, it showed there was a bit of a disconnect. But now fast forward to where we are today, 362,000 New Jerseyans got their records expunged, automatically expunged last summer. Automatically. That, yes. Automatically. That was, yeah, that so, was one of the things people didn't understand as far as like what the delay was between the fight between the executive branch of our state government, our, our governor, and the legislative branch of our state government. And one of the variables in that fight was the governor of New Jersey felt as though expungement is something that can be very tedious to the point that it turns you off and you won't even do it. So he felt that the burden should actually lay on the state. And so that led to a bit of a fight between members of the legislative branch of our state government, which held up the signing of the bill amongst other things as well. But in this aspect, thank God the governor won, you know, and so that provision that it would be automatic and that the burden would lay on the state has resulted in last summer, 362,000 New Jerseyans got their records automatically expunged and another 150 are due to get theirs done in the next couple, in the next month or so. That's so right. it's taking some time and people have to, and mind you, because of COVID and the whole shutdown and the lights are coming back on, there's an entirely brand new audience of people who just went from kind of curious to now kind of serious, probably because they don't have jobs to go back to because, you know, so there's a, the, remember how I used to always say, we're not facilitating a cultural shift in this. We're also facilitating a massive transfer of wealth. Logistically, it can't be quantified. That's where we are right now in the midst of an election year. And the other thing as well is our Cannabis Regulatory Commission, when you talk about social equity, just look at the makeup of the Cannabis Regulatory Commission, because it's the, it's the one state agency that's more reflective from the very top the, of, the, of the general population of the state than any other state agency in the, in the state right now. So it's not hypothetical in theory in terms of social equity. It's a lot of that. How is that working out in terms of the social equity out there? Because, you know, out here, like in L.A., it's fucked. It's, and, you know, it's a mess. And we're hearing about messes everywhere and people getting taken advantage of. Is, is there any hope for the social I, equity to work out there? What, well, 
so here's the thing, you know, um, because of the way that, you know, New Jersey has, you know, our Cannabis Regulatory Commission has dropped its regulations. New York is writing theirs now. Pennsylvania ain't even close to getting it done, but they'll get there eventually. And what new, so, and what, and by the way, New Jersey's CRC has done their regulations, they've literally turned New Jersey into the new ground zero for the evolution of the cannabis industry. And here's why. Typically in, in years past, whenever a social equity program was enacted, number one, there was always a bunch of licenses that had already been issued before a social equity component was a part of the process. You know, before California had a social equity anything, you were thousands of licenses in, okay? We only have 13. So what that means is, is that because a percentage of licenses have to go to minorities, women, veterans, and now formally incarcerated, and bro, don't even matter if, you're, if your record was expunged or not, and you get, pri you get, you get priority, you know what I'm saying? You get priority consideration and whatnot. So because these things are happening, it, it's, the, it's the next evolution here of the cannabis industry because the most important thing people need to realize is that you cannot talk cannabis legalization in New Jersey and say nothing about New York. You cannot say anything, you can't talk cannabis legalization in New Jersey and not say anything about Pennsylvania. It don't work like that here. There are certain nuances to this area that you have to live here in order to find out. Because we have, for instance, people in New York City actually do their shopping here in New Jersey. They come here to get their cigarettes. And people in New Jersey go to Pennsylvania to get their cigarettes. And people in Pennsylvania and New York come to New Jersey to buy their gas. So there's all this interstate commerce that's naturally taking place already. Tourists wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? It's not unusual for someone to go from Philadelphia to New York every day for work. Matter of fact, there are people who travel from DC to New York every single day on that bullet train. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, there's, and within a 200 square mile radius of Trenton, New Jersey, you have 20 million, over 20 million people who are over the age of 21. Wow. You see? Wow. So, and, and the thing about it is, is that these are, these are things that you cannot ignore, especially in the beginning, you know? And so there's, and it'll help you to understand where a lot of the disconnect is because there are people who are still just thinking gate, they were saying gateway drug yesterday, Mark. I mean, like, you know, and here we are, I'm trying to figure out import export challenges and how we would overcome those. I'm trying to, you, you see what I'm saying? We're talking genetics and all that stuff because that is where, that is where the, current industry is right you know and so and the fact that here in new jersey we are sandwiched between the number four media market in the country and the number one cannabis consuming city in the world which is new york right karate pakistan is number two new delhi india is number three and los angeles is number four and chicago is number eight now new york and chicago made one in eight with this shit being illegal so and that's why, Go ahead. Yeah, and so that's why I say to people, you know, and I said this years because I'm co-founder of Canagata, and I used to say this years ago, you're welcome, New York, you're welcome, because we all know 
that you would not be this far ahead, this far advanced in cannabis legalization if New Jersey wasn't doing what it's doing now. So take these regu- so I can take these regulations and go, okay, here in New York, make them better. Right. Then we could take we could take our regulations and go to Pennsylvania and say, okay, here Pennsylvania, make them better. That's the whole point. Let's make it better. And we have to go beyond hypotheticals and theories. We have to start naming names, putting things in practicality, and that's where I'm at right now. Well, and the the interstate commerce that you mentioned with everything else, especially in that area where you're at, one state to the other, to here to there. I mean, that's yes. that is going to be a hotbed of trafficking cannabis that you know it that should be tapped into to be taxed and let it happen. You you ready for this? New Jersey's state sales tax on retail uh, cannabis. Oh my God. And and, and municipalities just get to add up to 2% excise tax. Yeah, it's. So that's that's horrible. Well, go ahead, go ahead, because it's happening here too. So when that happened, a whole lot of money just stopped coming out west from New York. The hell am I going to import stuff from the from California for when I could just go right next door to my next door neighbor and it's even cheaper? Right. You and I know ain't no way in hell Pennsylvania and New York are going to come in at eight point two five. Nah, nah, nah. Something's, something's got to give. <laughs> I, I know it, and you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to pick Leo Bridgewater's brain about federal. legalization, decriminalization. And I think you all out there know how I feel about it. I talked about it on the last show. We're going to be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. I'm Mark Wasserman filling in for the whole crew, and I'm here with Leo Bridgewater. Man, you are just a wealth of information, knowledge, and... You know, I, I know every time we, we talk to you, we bring up how we met, you know, what, five, six years ago. Yeah, and, now, yeah. Right, yeah, five, six yeah. years ago. I, and, found one of the, I found one of the old videos that showed up as a memory on my on my Facebook. I was like, whoa, before the gray. Right. <laughs> hey, well, this is a stressful time and a stressful freaking world we're living in. So, look, my, I'm well, off right now. <laughs> Hey, can- cannabis is dog years, brother. Yes. And I think, and I think people need to understand that this is this industry is not for the faint of heart. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not that's not this. No, it's not. And you know what? So, as I mentioned before the break, this federal legalization, mm-hmm. this federal crap. I get asked all the time, when do I think it's going to go federally legal and it's going to be legal all the way around? And I'll tell you what, Leo. Four or five years ago, I had a nice outlook. But now, I don't think it's ever going to happen in my lifetime. And here's why. And I want somebody to convince me otherwise. Because why should I believe it's going to happen when 50 years ago, Normal filed the first petition saying that cannabis has medicinal value? 50 years ago, they filed that petition. And we know what's happened since then. We know what McConnell's done to block everything since then. And even to right now, cannabis has been deemed an essential business for the last two years. We've got 37 states that allow it. We've got 47 states in some form, whether it's CBD or whatever, and it's still not federal. Convince me, Leo, why and how is it going to be federal in the next few years, if ever? It'll be a combination of things. One, um, a lot of old people got to die. And I ain't talking about the ones in the senior citizen homes. I'm talking about... Ones in the capital. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, And then the other thing, too, is there has to be a realization and and you will... and I, this is where I think advocates kind of lose sight of or don't realize what to do is, you know, you constantly have to point out that that cannabis vote is real. You know, I think that uh, Joe Biden ought to be brought to heel for the way he doesn't talk about cannabis. And when he does, he says rehab. 
And so that tells me, like a lot of the other politicians, when they're talking to me, they think us addicts. I didn't realize that until I actually talked to some people, but I realized in the midst of talking to them, oh, snap, you think I'm an addict. See, Leo Bridgewater might be saying really nice words and speak so well, whatever, whatever. But in your mind, all I am is just a high functioning addict, but an addict nonetheless. So again, that cultural shift and how we view this plant, we have to do that. Now, you guys know I was a part of the federal lawsuit against the Department of Justice to get cannabis from a schedule one to a schedule from a schedule one to just deschedule because off the merits of just what you said, it's unconstitutional. It shouldn't even be a schedule one drug. In order for it to be a schedule one drug, you have to hit all three markers, high addiction rate, um, high addiction rate. Um, uh, uh, what else? What's the other two? I'm having a moment. I, I'm having that moment with you. <laughs> okay. There's three markers. Yeah, there's three markers. Cannabis don't hit none of them. Right. right? And so at this point, given that we're, we're still in the recovery of, listen, y'all, we're, we're only in month nine of the, or month 10 of the recovery of four years of Donald Trump. And we're still trying to figure out what the hell happened. We got the COVID thing. So right now, the entire country now qualifies for a medical marijuana card just off of post-traumatic stress COVID. Absolutely. So, and, and so now what has to happen is we have to start coming out of the closet. You know, we have to start changing people's re- frame of reference. Right now, these people think Cheech and Chong. Right. That's what they think when they see this, you know. And because systemically we've had an issue when it comes to voting, you know, it's easy for a lot of these people to get voted in and stay in. So they kind of work with a particular type of arrogance because nobody, you know, nobody's going, and, and, and they have that old way of thinking. Remember, man, last week, these people were saying gateway drug, you know? So someone who still says gateway drug, that's like somebody who still call black people colored. Like, Ooh, what year are you? <laughs> right. We ain't talked that way in years. You know, it's the same thing. And so what has to happen is those, those identified leaders, true leaders, or how we just said, elders in the tribe, they're going to have to start to be identified and recognized because the way things are going, it's not indicative and we have to be able to start mobilizing. Mind you, we got midterms coming next year. Right. Once again. That cannabis vote has to be real and it has to be respected. And so point to the fact that 67% of voters in New Jersey, excuse me, 67% of New Jerseyans say yes to this, man. They say yes. That's the highest ever in history of any state so far who has legalized the ballot referendum. And so, so, and yeah. Pay attention to these to, to, to the elections in, in in New Jersey come next month and in and in, in Virginia come next month. It's the leadoff. It'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? Look at how these people were voted in, look at why they were voted out. The guy that's running for for uh, running against Governor Phil Murphy, this dude flat out told everybody, yeah, if I if I get in, I say no to all of it. 
Huh? Huh? Okay. You, yeah, that's. I mean, he's living in another world. That that like to me, that tells me there's a very serious disconnect between this guy and the people. Sixty-seven percent of the people in New Jersey said they said they want this, and the thing you think to do when you get on camera is to tell everybody, "No, you trying to lose." I'm gonna take it away. Elect me, I'll take it away. Yeah. Now, mind you, this is the state who has the largest racial disparity of incarcerated citizens in the country. We beat y'all out by a long shot, bro. Right. All right. Yeah. We were averaging 32,000 arrests a year for low-level, nonviolent, minor possession of cannabis. 80% of those arrests were people who looked like me. We also had 80% of all the use of forces by police officers in the state of New Jersey were also people like me. So the intentional targeting and tormenting people in communities of color, that's a thing here in New Jersey, okay? That's a very real thing, okay? So not only do they like to lock us up for this, but they also like to beat us as well based off these numbers. This is real. This has been going on. And this guy gets on camera and says, I want to go back to that. Huh? Good way not to get elected, hopefully. Well, here's the crazy part, though. To get the 32,000 arrests a year, that's not something that happens by accident. That takes a, a long period of time, right? Okay. A lot of the people who's watched that this happened on, they still in the statehouse, bro. They still in the statehouse. So... And you have to understand, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania has some of the highest participation rates uh, part, uh, in that Capitol attack in January 6th. Right. The dude with the Confederate flag that was in the Capitol building, man, that dude was from New York. <laughs> yeah, look, look, man, look up, look up New Jersey. We got, I think we got the largest population of like white nationalist groups in the state and whatnot, man, they hit. South Jersey, that's what, psh, bruh. It is like, it's, it is real here. You know, like there's some real eyes on the prize shit going on out here in Jersey. So this whole East Coast thing, there's nuances and stuff like that. There are certain ways that you have to navigate this. You can't just come up over here talking about, mm, y'all look like y'all need a basketball team. So what the New Jersey Lakers gonna look like? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when we talk about federal legalization mm. and the people who say, you know, if it, if it goes federal or if it gets legalized all the way across the board, what's going to happen? Nothing. All those and jails when they start releasing oh. all, hundreds of thousands of nonviolent cannabis offenders and all these jobs, what, you know, that's, that's coming into play here where you got all these jails, like you just said, a majority of them are filled up with nonviolent cannabis offenders. If that all changes and everybody's released, a lot of jobs are going to be lost at these correctional facilities. Oh, did you know, did you know that, Cannabis consumers are private industry, uh, private industry prison, uh, prison industry's favorite. Uh, 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 they're, we're their favorite, and the reason we, the reason being is because 
we got caught smoking weed or something to do with weed. You see what I'm saying? It's not a violent crime. So we're typically not violent people anyway. So we're the easiest ones that you're going to have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so uh, when you're talking about this stuff, like, all right, New Jersey was spending $145 million a year on us. Or, yep. For, for low level, that, that, that low 32,000 the rest of the year, all that stuff added up to $145 million. So understand, there's three types of money you messing with. Old money, that's the pharmaceutical industry. They've been operating in this state for generations. Then there's long money. That's the alcohol industry. And they've been operating in New Jersey for generations. And then there's big money, which is the prison industrial complex to the tune of $145 million. So it's this, and it's been in the best interest of a lot of people, because you got to understand, reputations was built on this being like it is. Careers were built on this being like it is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of old people that's still in office, that's still... They got, they come to you every four years for a job. They want to do an interview, you know what I'm saying? And you vote for them, whether you do or don't. Right. So, you know, like this is one of those things where it's, I was, I've always said, you heard me say this before, this journey has literally been the biggest real world civics lesson of my life. <laughs> you know, that, that schoolhouse rock video, a bill to bill. Yeah. <laughs> that need to be updated like a mug. Cause it's <laughs> Ain't so, how it happens anymore. <laughs> right. It ain't that simple, you know. <clears throat> but at the same time, we got to get people mobilized. We got it. Again, that cannabis vote has to be real. So you need to have a political calendar persuasion to your long-term business strategy. You know, because if you don't, you're screwed. Somebody, and I really wouldn't be surprised if Republicans did this as a last-ditch effort, is going to snatch this from the, the Democrats and said, we're on board with this. They're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you like that said, we're going to make weed available. Da, 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 da. Somebody's going to do that. And it's going to start an avalanche. You know, so again, and there's a disconnect. There's the National Cannabis Party now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Part of it. I, yep. I'm in it. Which is why I said, this is, this, this is where right now, the National Cannabis Party is in a really unique position right now just because of where this country is where the world is everyone this is it. the time for oxymoronic politics is over yes. and and as far as these regular people are concerned they get so sick of it they're going somebody's going to listen to somebody from the uh, national cannabis party and they're going to be like you know what these potheads is on to something yeah you know, somebody's going to say something that's going to make people feel like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just like Trump came in and played on people's fears. Now people are going to have to, somebody's going to have to come in and speak to people's, <clears throat> you know, reason. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I say, when you look at the current political and racial climate of this country, my experience is teaching me that the general population tends to lean more towards the word of a veteran before a politician these days. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because they know we ain't about that bullshit. We're going to tell it all. We, I, 
No, absolutely. And I'm always glad to have you. We love talking to you. And that, just a wealth, wealth of information and, and just the activism and advocacy that you bring to the table is just awesome. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I know we've done it before, Leo, but we are going to do the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five with Leo Bridgewater. Oh, boy. After this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, the Pop Brothers at La Blue and Joe Grande. And today you just got me, Mark, and I'm with Leo Bridgewater. We've been hanging out, talking, having a great time, getting caught up on everything going on back east and everywhere else. And now, I know we've done this before, Leo, and I'm going to go fact check on uh, some other interviews we had to see how your answers may have changed or stays the same with the high five. So let's go at it. I I know you, yes, because you've answered these questions before, but uh, who knows, maybe maybe some things have changed in the past couple of years. All right. Okay. Well, this shouldn't have changed. Leo, how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where did you get it from? Uh, I was 21. 2021 and I was with my cousins and uh, my cousin Michael 
to my friend Ray, and we, <laughs> I you know, and I was trying to impress a girl. Oh, <laughs> how'd that work I, out? <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> I, I, all right, that's great. Yeah, it was crazy. It's always a cousin. All right, question number two of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Oh, I prefer uh, flour. And, um, you know, a combination of flour and concentrate. So you roll that up, you blunt, you joint, you smoke it. Oh, I'm no longer using, I don't use tobacco products. I'm always, you know, a man. You know, I like my hemp roll papers. Um, And I've since, you know, expanded my horizons to include not just concentrates, but, you know, my, uh, micro dose with psilocybin, like with shrooms and stuff. And it's yeah. got really, I've, you know, like, and I think that's important if you're going to be in this industry that you be familiar so that when you're talking about this from a business perspective, it's different when you, when you're coming from, a, it gives you a certain level of credibility. Yes. You know, and I would definitely suggest expanding your horizons go at some point i'm not even gonna be smoking i'm probably just be doing edibles and stuff so well i know how that is i i do it all all right yep, question number four of the cannabis talk 101 high five what is your go-to munchies after you get high my go-to munchies after i get high um now uh yo on the real so we got this kind of like this this flavored ranch dressing or whatever something my wife put put together, you know. But when you eat that with glob of that with some uh, with some broccoli and some carrots, oh my god, that's healthy. You know, I I've gone to healthier munchies uh, as I've gotten older myself. I had to find something, but it was the closest thing to like. I was like, yo, I don't I don't think of it as like uh, whether it's healthy or not. It's good. It's about it's just good. Yeah, it's something really? about that. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Ah. All right. Question. And I'm the only one that eats it too, in my house. Just you? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> Look, man. It's my my house. I'm the corny one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this this whole cannabis stuff. It don't go no further than the office. After I walk out that door, they don't care about this. I'm the only person. You, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? I want to smoke weed with Barack Obama. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> because the way what it would say to everyone after everyone found out I smoked weed with Barack Obama. Do you understand what, you, what I'm saying? I do, I do. But you know, I got a question for you. If you're say you're 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 there, you light up, you're smoking with them. What's the if you had one question to ask mm. President Obama while smoking a joint with him, what would it be? Ooh, if I had one question, does uh <clears throat> my question would be. How hard was it knowing you had the expectations of pretty much all the black people in this country? What was that like? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's perceived failure or success, just what was that like being the first? Because damn, you know? <laughs> and 
it would be, that's one of the reasons why I would want to sit and talk with him. You know, I'm a veteran, so sure. I got all my, 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 uh, my military questions and all that stuff. So things work a little bit different for me, you know, but the fact that he smoked weed, I'm with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Before we wrap up, tell us everything you, you got going on. What's coming up for you? What's happening with, uh, I know you had your hands in some strains and got your hands in a lot of different things. Give us yeah. a brief rundown. So uh, I will be at MJ BizCon, me and my partner, Eugene Monroe. Look for us there. We'll be walking around talking with folks. Uh, we have the CWCB Expo, which I'm on the floor for. That's November 4th through the 6th in New York City at the Jacob Javits Center. Yes. Definitely need to be there for that, given the fact that this is the first indoor big time in New York post-legalization. So you can imagine a lot is going to be talked about and done. Uh, I'll be in Detroit uh, to have a fireside chat with uh, myself, some corporate dude, and some guy named Trick Trick, you know what I'm saying? With Simone Kaysen. I, I Look for me on all everything on social media is Leo Bridgewater, Facebook, Instagram, everything, LinkedIn, um, and CWCB Expo. That, yeah, that's, that's, you know, just did the New Jersey Cannabis Insiders event, did the Canademics yesterday. You know, a lot happening. And then be on the lookout in the next couple, pretty soon should be hearing the first of the 2019 RFA here in New Jersey. They're going to start releasing those licenses. So we'll be finding out. So we'll go from license 13 to boom, 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 whenever, you know, uh, whatever they come out with. And then, um, and then you'll hear about the whatever our social equity program is going to look like here in New Jersey as well. Um, so do play, pay close attention and see how things are going as this evolves. I think that for all my peoples out there on the West Coast, you'll see by virtue of how things are going that there were a lot of lessons learned. You guys did bump your heads for us a lot, you know. And so now at this point, we're just going to take the ball and run with it, you know, and, and you know, just think of it as we just got the cast taken off. And so, you know, we were left-handed dominant. Now, we, now we're going to be ambidextrous. <laughs> That's the, I love that. That's a great analogy, great, great way to put it. Leo, thanks for joining us. Can't wait to see you uh, in a week yeah. there in Vegas for MJ Biz. Absolutely. Everybody, please check out Leo Bridgewater all over social media, doing great things. And remember this, here at Cannabis Talk 101, nobody loves you. We do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.